I've got two scriptures I would like to read today. Joshua 24, verses 14 through 15. We'll read one from the Old Testament text, then we'll read one from the New Testament text. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 through 15. It says, Therefore fear Yahweh and worship Him in sincerity and truth. Get rid of the mighty ones your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and worship Yahweh. But if it doesn't please you to worship Yahweh, choose for yourselves today the one you will worship. The mighty ones your fathers worshipped beyond the Euphrates River or the mighty ones of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, we will worship Yahweh. Once again, that last sentence, as for me and my family, we will worship Yahweh. We would turn from there to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll read verses 1 through 4. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, it says, Children, obey your parents in Yahweh, because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may have a long life in the land. And fathers, don't stir up anger in your children but bring them up in the training and instruction of Yahweh. I pray that those two scriptures will touch our hearts and minds today. The purpose of those two texts should become apparent soon. I'd like to talk about me and my children today because I've been doing a lot of thinking about me and the relationship that I have with my children during the course of this past year. And I've been thinking about my life as a dad since the summer of 1998. And I still remember July 4th morning holding my firstborn daughter in my arms and crying tears of joy. I told her before I left the house, Morgan, that I would mention her by name in my sermon. And uh, she just chuckled. She said, should I be glad that I'm not going to be there or should I want to be there? I said, it's going to be all good, honey. It was a glorious event that day. Um, How many of you dads have been at the birth of of a child, one of your children? There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Uh, It's one of those things that you have to experience. And all that pain that your wife goes through, and then you see that little baby, and it's just like, wow. Wow. Yahweh allowed my wife and I to procreate this this little child. There's nothing like it. It's a glorious event. And since then, my wife and I have procreated four more children, totaling five from the ages of six to 16 now. And I love them with all my heart. And they're all special in their own unique way. They all have different personalities. People with more than one child know that that's the truth. They all have different personalities and different traits. And uh, it can be humorous sometimes. Well, Morgan, my oldest, she's 16, going on 17, or maybe 16, going on 26. 
I don't know where the time has gone because sometimes I lay in the bed at night and I think I just held her in my arms there when she was born. But because she's 16 and she's driving now, I'm scared to death about her driving without her mom or myself in the car. But I struggle in my prayer life a lot, and so maybe that's Yahweh's way to get me on my knees and pray more because my daughter's driving. And I have been praying more, specifically about Morgan, since she's been driving. I remember the first time I watched her go out of the driveway by herself with Benjamin. I thought, wow, this is happening, and I can't stop it. So it's kind of like the little mother bird pushing the little baby bird out of the nest. I don't know, maybe it is like that, but you always got me back on my knees every time she exits the driveway. I've always wanted to be the best dad in the world. And you know, there have been times when I fooled myself into thinking that I was. It's funny how that we lower Yahweh's standard. We lower the perfect standard of Yahweh's law to meet whatever we're doing at any particular time in our life. And once that standard is lowered, we begin to think that we are a really great person, really great man. I'm the best dad. I'm the best husband. I'm the best person. The, the reality is, though, that we fail over and over and over again. That's the reality. And if we're honest with ourselves, we will admit that. It's not that I want to fail. It's not. I want to be the best dad. I'm like Paul said in Romans 7, I want to do that which is good. But I don't always do it. I want to be the best dad, and I would like to be able to say that I do my best to be the dad that Yahweh wants me to be to my children. But I would be lying to Yahweh and to myself if I said that. And I might as well be an open book because Yahweh already knows everything about me. I'm not fooling him, so I might as well just be an open book. What I can say, I can't say that I've always been the best dad to my children. But what I can say is that I'm thankful for the times that I have been able, by his grace alone, to have holy moments as a dad to my five children. I confess that I fail miserably often. But I cling to the Father for my strength. I trust in His Son as my perfect, sinless Savior. And I'm thankful for the times that I make the right decisions and do the right things. And what I've been pondering on for a while now, this past year, are three things that I believe every parent needs to be told. And you can start applying these points whether you're a new parent or whether your children are grown. Now, let me say this before I get into them. And it's not going to be long today. I don't fancy myself as a counselor. I don't believe that Yahweh has called me to be a counselor. Now, sometimes it comes with the territory being a pastor or a teacher. But I don't fancy myself as a counselor. I'm not some sort of parental guru. I'm not like that. I'm just an ordinary guy who has been a parent for a little over 16 years. And I've got a lot of learning to do yet. But I've learned some things about parenting in the last 16 years. And this ordinary guy, myself, would like to share with you these three things in hopes of encouraging other parents here or on the phone ministry 
or anyone else who might hear this sermon in their current or future journey of being a parent or, at times, a grandparent or a great-grandparent. You can also apply this in other areas of your life as well. Three points. Point number one. This is for the parents. You need to realize right now that you will make mistakes in parenting. It's going to happen. Big mistakes. There are so many things that I would do differently if I was starting right now when I look back. As they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. Now, somebody might say, well, Brother Matthew, can you give me a list of all the things that you would do differently? Well, I don't have enough time or enough patience to share with you all the things, all the ideas that I have about being a parent if I was starting over and just having Morgan being born today. I couldn't give you that list. And really, the list itself is not what's important. I don't want you just to think that you go through a list and you just start checking things off and everything's okay. When I say you make big mistakes, if you're a new or young parent, you're going to learn this like every other parent in your own way. You're going to make big mistakes. It's part of life. As a person, you're going to make mistakes. As a husband, you're going to make mistakes. As a wife, you're going to make mistakes. As a friend, you're going to make mistakes, big ones. And the sooner you come to grips with that, the freer that you will be because you will quit relying on your own strength and you'll start relying on the higher power, the Heavenly Father. I didn't know it then, but now I look back on my life as a dad and Tisha looks back on her life as a mom. We've talked about this together and you say this, I wished I would have done this or I wished I would have done that. If I could only have it, that to do over again. Even a certain situation that might come up. You handle it one way and you say, if I could only have done it another way. Once it's happened, you can't take it back. But what you need to know as a parent is that you're a human and when you mess up, this is key, when you mess up, it's important that you ask your children to forgive you. Repent to your children and repent to Yahweh and get back up and start again. It's a process that you'll have to repeat every day in some fashion. But your children will know when you have done wrong. They will know it. Unrepentance on your part, unrepentance on my part to my children, if I do something wrong, if I make a mistake towards them and I do not repent to them and ask them to forgive me, will breed bitterness in their little hearts. And it will only grow as they get older and older. And they need a mom and a dad who admit that they are a sinner saved by grace. They don't need a Pharisee for a mom and a dad. Point number two. If I had to come up with one primary child training point, it would be this. Spend as much time with your children as you possibly can. I do not like it when I hear dads or moms say, it's quality time that matters, not quantity. Let me just be honest and say, when I hear somebody say that on the radio or in person, I may not actually do this, but I want to slap them back into reality. That's me being honest. 
quantity time is quality time. My children need me as much as I am capable of being with them. You might come up, if you're a parent, with another primary point. This one's mine. Spend as much time as you possibly can with your children. The more time you spend with your children, the more they will know that you love them. Why? Because you spend time doing and being with those that you love. Amen? That's the truth. We all spend our time and our money on what we love the most. And your children, my children, will know that as they get older. That paper trail never lies. So, you spend time with them, you teach them the Bible. You play games with them. You swim with them. You go on vacation with them. You school them. You talk to them. You take them out to eat. You take them to see a movie. You joke around with them. You tell them that you love them. And you tell them that you're thankful for them. And you build them up and you edify them and you encourage them and you speak positivity into their life. You tell them that you're pleased with them. You include them in your life because they are your life. They are Yahweh's blessings to you. My children are Yahweh's blessings to me. There's been times in my life when I've forgotten that. But we should never forget that. Spending time with your children as much as possible is such an important point. And the reason I put it at number one is because that point enables you to perform all the other points of parenting. You can't perform any parenting points unless you are with your children. So that's why I put that one as number one. Spend as much time with them as you possibly can. Tie strings with them. Children will not receive a parent's discipline unless that parent has first tied some strings with that child. And what I mean is built up a loving relationship with that child. Point number three. When you discipline your children, don't forget about the amount of grace and mercy Yahweh has shown and continues to show you as an adult. When our children blatantly disobey, we immediately want to lash out in anger. I've disciplined my kids before in anger, and I feel miserable when it's over with. Miserable. It's best for me to send them to their room or send them outside and let me cool off for a while. I remember watching an Andy Griffith episode. It's my favorite show, so it comes up from time to time in the sermons, not in my notes. But Barney saw a guy, and he was sweeping some trash off the street. I think me and Brother Randy talked about this the other day. And um, Barney was already in a bad mood because the cleaners had not got his salt and pepper suit clean for the dance. He was hot, and he saw Fred down there at the butcher shop sweeping the paper into the road and he was going to give him a ticket for littering and Barney was in a bad mood and Andy said why don't you cool off for a little bit before you go down there and talk to Fred you're mad and Barney said I'm not mad I'm not mad (laughs) he said I'm going to go down there and cut him down to size 
And, of course, Barney went down there, and he flared them feathers up and got himself into a lot of trouble like he always does, and then Andy gets him out of trouble. But we cannot discipline our children correctly when we're angry because our anger will lead us to do things that we wouldn't normally do when we're level-headed. I've disciplined my kids in anger before. I feel miserable when I do that. But I've also disciplined my children properly before, and I feel like I followed Yahweh's instructions after I've done that. So I'm thankful for those times. Children need to be trained and disciplined, but it needs to be because we as parents are genuinely concerned for their well-being. I want you to think about all the times that you have failed your Heavenly Father. One songwriter wrote this word, Have you ever made a promise to yourself a thousand times just to break it over and over again? I don't know about you, but I have. Maybe not literally a thousand times, but that's hyperbole. There's been many times when I've promised myself, I'm going to do it this way, and I might be okay for a few weeks, but then I get back off track. And I say, I'm sorry, Yahweh, I need to do it this way. And I might be all right for a month, but then I get back off track. Think about all the times that you fail your heavenly Father and then you go back to Him again and ask for His forgiveness. And you know what? He forgives you. Yeshua talks about how that that's how our forgiveness is supposed to be. If your brother sins against you and he turns and he repents, you forgive him. One of the disciples says, as much as seven times, Lord... He says, I say not seven, but 70 times seven. And that's probably metaphorical, meaning just keep on forgiving as long as he's repentant and contrite. Our children are not angels, no matter how much we think they are. Come on. It's just fooling ourselves. You hear these women talk about my little angels, you know, or he's just going through the terrible twos, you know, or something like that. I don't believe in the terrible twos, you know, uh, or anything like that. But our children, Matthew's children, and me when I was a child, wasn't an angel. We're sinners. We're little sinners is what we are. And I didn't have to be taught to sin. I sinned on my own. I had to be taught, though, to do good. And same thing with my kids. I didn't have to teach my kids to sin. They did that on their own. But I do have to teach them to do good. But they're sinners just like us. And they do need the strong, righteous arm of the law. They need that arm. But they also need the sweetness and the grace of the gospel. Remember that Apostle Paul wrote to the Roman church that it is the kindness of Yahweh that leads men to repentance. Romans chapter 2. The kindness of Yahweh. You don't beat repentance into a child with a hammer. Yahweh's kindness and mercy and love is what leads people, including our children, to repentance. And I guarantee if they see a daddy that's repentant and they see a mommy that's repentant, then they're going to be repentant. But if they see a daddy that's a Pharisee and a hypocrite and a mommy that's a hypocrite and a Pharisee, that's what they're going to end up being. There's a lot more points on parenting, but these are the main points that I've been thinking about this past year. And I wanted to share them with you. Once again, going back to point number one, just to recap, realize that you'll make mistakes in parenting, big mistakes. Repent to your children when you do. Number two, 
Spend as much time as you can with your children. Spend as much time as you can. And number three, when you discipline your children, don't forget about Yahweh's grace and mercy on you when you get that rod out or when you're trying to discipline them. Don't forget about how Yahweh's been gracious and merciful to you. Now, as we close, I'd like to sing a little song, if that's okay. I pulled this guitar out today and uh, tried to sing this song in the original key, and I couldn't do it because I've got a cold. <laughs> um, but I'm going to try to sing it in another key. So, I recently wrote a song. It's called Little Ones, and it'll be on the new album that uh, August Rain is, is putting out soon. And the truth of the song is, is that it's about my life. That's the truth of the song. It's about how I get caught up in telling my children what to do and I wonder why they keep disobeying me when all the while I do the same thing to Yahweh. That's what the song's about. I'm a little one just like they are. And when I realize that, it helps me in my child training. And uh, you'll hear the polished version soon, but you're going to hear the unpolished Matthew Jansen with a cold version today. Praise Yahweh. Oh, little one, what have you done? I thought I told you what would happen. No, your sin will find you out. Ain't a cliche something to doubt. Yesterday I said to you the same thing. You go on with your complaining. Don't you know it's not a game? I'm amazed you always stay the same. You stay the same. Oh, it's so easy to make sure you tell your children what to do while just going off to work and not taking your own. I pick judgment over tender mercy when another man's in view. But I don't look upon myself as a man who needs your mercy too. He who has no sin to bleed, fellow, you are in the most need. Far too often I don't see that I'm really looking straight at me. At myself in the mirror. It's so easy to make sure you tell your children what to do while just going off to work and not taking your own cue. Ooh. All those full of mercy, they will be shown mercy too. What a measure upon me, oh Father, help me, show it, make me see. I'm a filthy rag in need of soap, 
pleading for more faith and hope when I instruct them they don't do. But I'm the crazy same in light of you. I'm a little one too. Oh, it's so easy to make sure I tell my children what to do while just going off to work and not taking my own. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you today. Father, I just pray right now that this little small lesson is simple. But I pray that it would be a blessing to the body of Christ. And that any parent who hears it would listen to the the word of Yahweh that's in it. Not me, the word of Yahweh. Father Yahweh, I pray that you would use it for your glory. I pray that like Joshua said, we would be men that would say, not just as for me I will serve Yahweh, but as for me and my family, we will serve Yahweh. And as Paul wrote in Ephesians 6, 4, Father, that us fathers wouldn't provoke our children to wrath, but would bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of you, Yahweh. Father, I pray that you'd stir up in the hearts of men and women to spend more time with their children and to love them and to encourage them and to know that they're not perfect parents, but with your help they can do it because you said that that we could. You gave us that in Deuteronomy 6 other places. And Father, that we would be merciful to our children. We would discipline them, Father, but we would do it in grace and in mercy, recognizing that we are but children in your sight and we have failed you just like our children disobey us on the earth. Yahweh, I love you. I'm thankful to be your son. I'm thankful, Father, to be alive. And uh, I'm just thankful to have another time to celebrate uh, your new moon and to have another meeting And I pray, Father, that you'd bring us back here next Sabbath and do it all over again. For it's through your Son, I pray. Amen.